Yo, Katie, tell them what they're about to listen to. Welcome, guys, to another exciting episode of The O. Happy Black History Month. I never thought I was going to say that, but... You know, okay. So, I had this conversation with a friend of mine a while back, and then he had this thing about Black History Month, which, of course, a lot of you've heard about. Like, why do we have to celebrate Black History just once a month in the whole year? Um, Here's what I think. I think... A lot of people need to be educated and it's good to earmark a certain period where everyone would be in a way subtly persuaded to talk about black history okay and it becomes a financial incentive it becomes a brand incentive i don't think it's a bad thing i think with time maybe it needs to be embedded more into the communication fabric of our society but I just feel at this stage, it's not a bad idea. That is my thought on it. So with that, I would say again, happy Black History Month. I mean, I know it's the end of the month, but it's better late than never, right? Okay, so this episode, I have two good men I worked with recently. These guys are creatives. Uh, they work for a very popular broadcaster here in the UK. They go by the name Anson AD, uh, Anthony Jewishe, and Adrian Headley. These two guys came up with an idea and I was brought on board as a design director by a very talented senior producer called Angela Little. And we crafted, I would say, a piece of work that has been talked about in the whole TV industry at the moment. I was so humbled by the reception of this work. What did we do? We did a promo, a 60 seconds animated promo that encapsulates black culture in the United Kingdom. It talked about the music, it talked about the food, it talked about the culture, it talked about literature, arts, poetry, everything. It is just a brilliant piece of work that was crafted. And and I think, you know, I'm I'm very proud of what we what we achieved. So again, I was a design director and I was a lead animator. I had a few animators jump in at certain points to help out with bits and pieces. The script was crafted by Anson Aidy. We had Angela Little, the senior producer, working on the project as well. Like she wrangled in the talents. She made sure we had clearance to use the pictures. Um, she facilitated working with Kwesi, the music producer who was based in LA. Um, like any resource we needed to make it done within this time we had, she was able to pull it off so quickly and look she was just amazing and she was also helped by um a very hard-working production assistant called Chuana Codell um I mean Chuana was just amazing staying up late um attending to every single request we had and she was just she was so on it so so on it listen listen this was a very quick turnaround this was three weeks with we, this whole thing was done in three weeks three weeks in terms of me being briefed getting the story conceptualizing the whole thing and getting it done it was mental right like like you know late nights uh, espresso but there was a passion project in that sense in the sense that like most of the core team were black people and we wanted to create something that our kids would watch months and months down the line years and years down the line and be proud of it i had my two kids in it making their public uh, broadcast debut and if you guys check the show notes, you'll be able to watch the full promo. And I'd love to hear what you guys think about it. So before we go into the episode, let me tell you about my guests on today's episode. Anthony Jewishay. 
also known as Ants, is an award-winning creative and director. He currently works with ITV Creative. Ants has worked for MTV, BBC, and the popular Red Bee Media. And some of you here in the UK have seen some of his works, such as the 2019 Rugby World Cup campaign, the 2015 ITV2 rebrand, Black Voices campaign, Mobile Paving the Way campaign, and to name a few. My second guest, A.D. Headley, also a creative at ITV Creative for over 15 years, receiving the odd award here and there, you know, because he's good like that, is an avid love of trainers, arts, furniture, and just design in general. And then, unfortunately, A.D. is an avid supporter of Tottenham Hotspurs. Right, so these are my guests, and without further ado, this is my conversation with a talented Ants and a talented AD about our seminal project, It's All About the Culture, the Black Instrument promo for ITV 2020. First of all, thanks guys for joining me. No worries, Yeah, man. And then uh, let's let's start from the very beginning. Before we go into the project, because there's a lot to talk about, there's a lot to unpack, I just want the audience to know a bit more about you guys. So let's start with Mr... Adrian, A.D. Headley. Uh, A.D., take us through your... <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm putting you on the spot right now. Let me, let's me. let start with you yeah. as A.D. Like, where were you born and mm-hmm. why did you end up in the creative industry? Where was I born? I was born in a town just outside London called Luton in Bedfordshire. Um, my parents, uh, well, my mum was born born in Grenada but then she was she moved to Trinidad and then came to England in the 60s but dad was born in Barbados and came to England in the 60s met in Luton and then had my sister and then me so I grew up in Luton and then eventually if anybody's been to Luton it's not to say the greatest of places so I ended up in uh, I went to university in Greenwich so I lived in South East London for a bit then graduated from Greenwich and then then decided to get into the media industry. Then obviously you have to do work the hard way up to get through. So you have to was a runner in Soho. Then got a junior job. No, got a runner job in ITV at ITV Creative. Then um, then became a junior at ITV Creative. Then I left there for six months. Became a, a, a creative at uh, Fox, and then came back to ITV. And I've been there since 2008 till present. That's it, really. Oh, that's nice, man. That's yeah. nice. That's uh, that's some that's some hard grind so far. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a hard yeah. Grind. I probably missed out some bits and pieces, but yeah, that's basically in a sort of nutshell. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm sure. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's a lot. I mean, you know, you're not. You're not. You're not in your. You're not a teenager. So there's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot that's gone on in those years, which um, I'm hoping we unpack as the episode yeah. goes by. So, um, so ants. What about you, yeah, man? Sure, man. What, what, what was your story? So I'll follow an 80s uh, footsteps. So basically, mum came over here again um, when she was 17 years old by herself. Um, I have, uh, my mum had me. I have a younger sister. Um, well, the, the creative path was most of a bit more complicated for me. Um, I kind of did art and kind of sucked it. Can we swear, by the way? Go on, man. Do your thing. Okay. I was a bit shit. Um, I was, I, I always wanted to do kind of like graphics, uh, but I wanted to kind of figure out composition because I really liked video and stuff like that. Um, so um, I studied um, graphics. Um, 
kind of went on to a course for graphic design for a uni degree mm. but uh, my apple mac uh, photoshop skills weren't to scratch so i kind of came up to a process where i had to kind of like drop out of university for a couple of months okay. and wait to go on another course which is digital media production course and that kind of changed my life yeah um yeah. then um uh in the, had a son working in retail um got my first job as a intern at mtv um no sorry as a runner and then got a, a job at mtv and then kind of like uh, worked as a runner as a production assistant got in where i could fit in um went over to became a production assistant at uh, red b which is now uh, BBC Creative, um, and then made stayed there for a few years. My made my way over to ITV Creative as a as a junior, and kind of worked my way up from there. So, yeah, it's been a journey, but it's I guess we've we've, we've all got our our journeys. Is is the creative field is one of those things. I was speaking about earlier. I was saying one of the yeah. things I like is that you can um, start from the bottom. Like yeah. it's, it's very humbling. Mm. So yeah, uh, that's my story. Yeah, what's interesting about what you guys have both said is, and I think, because I had an, one of the early episodes I did was with two designers and we we're talking about the underrepresentation in the industry in regards to black people and how there is no, basically there is no easy path in, right? And also you'd realize like in the beginning, you have to come in and not really get paid and how many people are able to ride it out for the first, I don't know, say two, three years, you know, of their early careers in the industry without having much money in their pockets. Cause you'd been a runner, you know, you're not highly paid and it's not the best of jobs to be honest. And because this, like how much, how much responsibility are you given? You know, you're very talented, but you're not given as enough opportunity. So you start to lose patience but you guys have kind of like weathered it out to the position you're in. So starting with you again, AD, how are you able to manage your expectations in the beginning? Well, did you did you have mentors or what was it? Like what well, kept you going? No, 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 none of that. Oh, but the thing is that I think running now has changed a lot from running when I was younger, when mm -hmm. I was doing it, I think, because we used to have to run around Soho and deliver tapes and um, get food and all that. So now I imagine yeah. what I've seen now is no delib tape delivery. It's all mainly getting food and stuff like that, isn't it? Because we deliver everything, it's delivered on files and whatnot. So slightly different from when I was younger. Yeah. Um, mentors and all that. There was no real mentors. You sort of, as you said, those are difficult. For anybody, it's a difficult thing to get in if you don't know anybody it's quite hard to get in let alone be yeah. a black person it's even it's probably a bit harder yeah. so i don't know as you said you just got to stick it out yeah. um try and make ends meet as you said running jobs is not highly paid yeah but then it's sort you sort you sort of it's quite an exciting time at the same time because you everybody it, a lot of people in the industry come from that uh, background so they're always running so they'll they'll sort of look out for you Right, right, right. Okay, but it is a hard, it is a hard uh, slog though, and yeah. you've got to stick with it. I mean, I know a lot of people who sort of dropped out. Um, yeah, because it's just hard to make ends meet, man. Yeah, yeah. And was it a case where you saw people ahead of you that were like black people like you, or was it a case where 
it doesn't have to be black. Like you just saw mm. someone who inspired you to stay on, or no, not really. Um, I mean, you're going there with ambitions that you want to be a director, or you want to do this, you want to do mm. that. So mm. it was just more of that, really. I mean, I never saw it as a black and white thing. I was looking for black people. Mm. to inspire me I just wanted to just go and talk, uh, do my own thing and get into the industry and whatever yeah. I mean but it's but then when you want to in there you then start seeing hey uh, maybe I'm slightly worn out but mm. yeah I hear that I hear that I hear that what about you Ant what mm. was your what kept you going um, um I think that I've, all, I've always said um Creativity is the gift and the curse. Mm. It's it's the gift because you have creative ideas, and it's the curse because it's it's hard to switch off. Yeah. I think what kept me going was um, I just loved creativity, man. Like I I I can't I've come I came from humble I can't I've come from humble beginnings. Um, none of my family uh, were into the creative well actually my mum my mum was the only person who was kind of like creative she she wrote a lot and stuff like that um my sister followed after me she's very good at art but in terms of like my other family they were like what is this acting what, why <laughs> what, what what is this yeah like it yeah, was yeah. there was um there was a lot of kind of naysayers yeah um yeah. what when i got into the industry did i have mentors i didn't necessarily have mentors but I asked a lot of questions mm. and I think like just like AD saying with it was an exciting time but when you're around you can't really like put um you can't it's hard to explain but when you're around something new and and that's exciting and that you've never experienced before and you're around a bunch of people that were runners too that were like excited to be in that in the presence of what they wanted to do yeah it's like yeah. a real melting pot so you find that sometimes you might find producers or other creatives or creative directors that take a liking to you because you're asking questions mm. because you're if they say like like he's saying you have to get food you have to get drink i had to go to, when i was an intern i remember i always used to have to go to soho market to get fruit mm. and like obviously you kind of become aware that okay this person likes this fruit that person likes this fruit and and that mm. kind of starts mm. conversations and therefore people go oh what do you want to do like what do you want to get into mm. so there was you you get in there and like did i see many black people no did i i but i didn't let it stop me i didn't it was never something that held me back in terms of me wanting to just learn and be be the best that i can be do you know what i mean but you just yeah. kind of crack on but it was an exciting like you said it was an exciting time because none of us really had a lot of money mm. like we we'd go for drinks after work and stuff and everyone was in the same boat so yeah it was it was it's like as it's kind of humbling when you mm. start from the bottom that's the good thing about this industry everyone kind of starts at the same point it's a it's very different now in terms of you don't really see it's only when you go into like the town you see runners like at our workplace there's not so much runners it's it's not it's anymore a, no lost start no. if you will so so what but what's but the case? I was gonna say oh, that go on, like, lady, yeah. So I was gonna say that obviously uh Zant was saying everybody starts at the same point. So no matter what you do, you go to university, everybody then comes in and starts as a runner. It doesn't like mm -hmm. you go to university, 
you get you get a first whatever you come in you come in at a certain place no matter what grade you get everybody starts as a runner so everybody starts the same point so that's the thing where everybody can relate to you when you're a runner so everybody Mm. sort of looks out for you you mean you get to nod people a bit who are dicks Mm. you know i mean always sort of being really difficult but generally because everybody was a runner at some point they all sort of look after you yeah Yeah, that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an equalizer, pretty much, from the very beginning. Yeah, it's, it's you do find like it's 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 a really hard thing to explain, just because like because okay, so I was born and bred in South London, mm. like so eight is from from Luton, mm. and think about like when you had like runners in and around Soho, because Soho was essentially the mecca, the mecca yeah. for what we do in terms of video. Uh, graphics, particularly video. So what mm. you have, you had people from London, you had people from uh, Brighton, you had people from Manchester. So you had this like melting pot of runners that mm. like now, the people who were able to stick with it, they're the same levels as us or they're, they've moved into editing or whatever the case. But we were, the good thing is we're all in the same boat. We're all aiming for the same thing. Cause like mm. I said, we're operating on little to no money. Like you're yeah. literally, like, if 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 you're looking after us, um, uh, someone's in an edit suite and they're like, oh, we're ordering lunch. And they're like, do you know what? Do you want to order lunch on our bill too? Because in the, in those days, <laughs> obviously not to give away our age, like yeah. the money was a little bit more um, around town. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It, you could get you can duck and dive, and people would go out for drinks and use uh, business cards and all that kind of stuff. So it was. It was a different different time and like Hayley said, everyone looked out for you. Yeah. Like I, I remember like sometimes not having enough money for lunch, but for whatever reason people would look out for you and like, oh do you know what, come let's go get lunch or yeah. the we're ordering lunch, you get lunch as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it was a real family thing, particularly in Soho. Like it's 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 good memories that actually thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. But Soho used to be a killer, man, because obviously because I, as we found out in the project, I like trainers. So obviously I have to walk past all those trainer shops with very little money in my pocket. So it was a, it was a killer time. And he's not joking for me. Because the thing is, I used to love trainers. I used to buy a lot of trainers. Well, but to. when I'm at eight, I realised, like, he's a different level. Like, 80's really? the man. Yeah, you don't fuck about Eighties got. Like, have you got like a walk-in wardrobe with trainers like lined up? Or I wish, I wish, uh, um, I yeah. wish the missus is <laughs> missus is putting a one-in-one out rule. It's crazy though. I mean, so what, what you guys are saying is so interesting because the way I'm seeing it in my head, right, is you had a bunch of friends and and or not even friends you guys were just all in the same boat now what happened where you fast forward years later you don't have as many black people that have gone through the whole not no, no pun intended gone through the mill right because it sounds like it was a fun period and it sounds like that kept you guys going because you guys were all together with different people and you're like you know what guys this is what everyone goes through the people looking ahead of us looking at us and say guys come on you can do it you can do it but what happened like i don't know 10 years whatever how many years down the line why do you think a lot of people that are black or ethnic minority why couldn't they stick with the whole process you know well 
Sorry. Well, I, look, I think me getting in, a lot of luck is involved because mm. I, I don't think, you know what I mean? I, I was still a very, was not many black people in the industry then as well, just like mm. it is now. So obviously a lot of luck was involved that I got somebody gave me a runner's job that could have quite easily gone to somebody else. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember applying for so many jobs mm. and you don't even get responses, let alone interviews yeah and I remember applying for a big job at the BBC and I was meant to have all these sort of health certificates and all that and this was just for a runner's job it was like wow anyone there's to make tea and make tea and <laughs> I mean get people's food and they want like health certificates and all this sort of thing like I'm gonna like amputate legs or something like that you know what I mean so it's, it, was all, it was all to do with luck mm-hmm. I mean a lot of it's to do with luck yeah it's crazy like I, I remember, like just just like jumping on AD's point, mm. there was a there was, like so basically I I'd had my son and mm. I was in retail and like I suppose compared to other people I had my son like, a bit early. I was I remember I was working in a shop on Oxford Street called a Spree, and um, I had. My, my mate had I needed to make more money because I wasn't making enough money there my mate had got me an interview at Carphone Warehouse yeah. and I was supposed to like I was supposed to like leave the job that I was in at Esprit to go there and the start mm. date was the 10th of September mm. and before every so basically when I worked at Esprit I started at 10 in the morning and finished mm. at 10 at night and it took an hour wow. to get there so wow. every night I'd come back and I'd get home for about 11 and I'd apply for jobs, internships at MTV particularly. Mm. And I remember the last day of me working at Esprit, I got a phone call and I used to work in what was like the underground part of like the men's section, which was downstairs. Mm-hmm. And we used to have our phones like hide behind gondolas when we got phone calls. Yeah, so I got, yeah. and it was, uh, it was for an interview, but I had no idea for, it was for MTV, but I had no idea what internship it was because I was applying for all of them. Mm. And they were like, oh yeah, coming for an interview. I went in for an interview and I remember it was my birthday, the day of the interview. And I was like, say it's your birthday, say it's your birthday, say it's your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that to say it. And I remember thinking, fuck. And then when yeah. and when I did get the job, the ironic thing, and this is what, what, what AD was saying about luck. The mm. day, the start date of my internship was the same start date that I was supposed to start a car phone warehouse. Like, so <laughs> life can go in a completely different way yeah. If luck isn't involved sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just thinking, you know, I just got like my little and I gotta feed my family. Yeah. But it kind of worked itself out because like I said, if I hadn't got that role, I don't know if I'd be here sitting talking to you today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So luck plays that's interesting man I mean we all know the big saying about preparation, you know, an, an opportunity and all that stuff. So I guess somewhere somehow you guys had the right mindset as well. And then, um, you know, and then there was just some level of talent involved as well. Cause, and then when the, the opportunity showed up, it just, it just happened. It was just there. And like you said, there's a lock as well. It's, it's interesting, man. Yeah. I think one of the things that I don't think I suffered from, and I, I like not speaking for AD, but I would assume he didn't suffer from is sometimes you can go into an environment and feel inferior. Mm. I had never felt like that. Mm. Like I always. Like, what you want to I did when I was younger. I think now 
I don't really care what anybody thinks. You know what mm. I mean? I've got to an age now, probably getting because I'm turning probably a grumpy old man. <laughs> I don't care what you think. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really, I really, <laughs> I really, you know what I mean? I know what I like, I know what I don't like, I know, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm willing to give everything a go, but it, yeah. if, if, it's good that we don't agree and stuff, and we do agree and stuff, but I, I, ultimately, I don't think your, I'm, I'm, your opinion is going to influence me or makes me feel in, intimidate me enough as that's better way of saying it. I don't think somebody's opinion is going to intimidate me and stuff now I'm of the age now where I think you know what great you've got that opinion this is my opinion we, mm. we choose not to agree that's the yeah. end of it you know what I mean rather yeah, than some yeah. people like scared that of of somebody else's opinion not uh, matching theirs I'm past that age now yeah mm. so I think I think um, that's probably advice to the young people is like just have confidence in your own ideas your yeah. own bits and pieces really and not worry about what other, anybody else is thinking if you think it's good then stick with it I think that's a sound one man because I was about to ask like obviously there's luck and then the mindset it's good it's good that AD you've kind of like you're upfront with it like you know that this is this mm. is what I think and I believe in it and I move, I'm moving ahead with it and also as you've also said like you know having that whole it's not it's not it's not a superiority complex but it's just knowing who you are and being confident enough to know that look no one can belittle me or my thoughts or my my background because the beautiful thing about the creative industry like you've all said there's an equalizer at the start you all come in almost at the same position the, the difference could be how quick do we rise to the next position as against other people and I think that's that's another conversation in itself isn't it you know the other thing as yeah. well with with that the other thing is you learn pretty early in this industry that you have to have thick skin like mm. I remember being a runner and like AD said like a lot of people look after you but you would get like a couple of dicks sure like, do you sure. know what I mean to you or how they interact with you and as well when you as you kind of like come in as a junior mm. like you're I, you're you gotta be an ideas board and you you have to grip you have to have thick skin because a lot of your ideas get bounced back and mm. it's not that you're shit at ideas it's just that that's just the way it kind of goes it's like you work it out until such time as you've got the idea but you mm. have to be you have to have thick skin I, I learned I remember early on I didn't have thick skin and certain things used to bother me. But like Haley's saying, as you get older, you become more mature hmm. and you become stronger in who you are. But hmm. you, you do realise, especially- And also more confident. But also I would say on that as well, is that don't forget the whole creative thing is a matter of opinion though, isn't it? So yeah. what I might think is is really good and really creative and might not think is, and it's the, none of, neither of us are right. It's just a matter of an opinion. It's not, hmm. it's not a science, it's not mathematics where this is the answer. And that's the mm. end of it. It's, mm. it's, you know, what I mean, it's, it's all, it's an opinion. And what, what we think is cool today, ten years time, is going to be, is not. Mm. Just like what was ten years before is not. So and that's that's how things happen. So you just got to be confident that if you think it's good, go with it. If you don't, if if you don't like it, you don't like it. We move on. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it's just a bit. I'm a bit. Uh, no, yeah. it's true though. It's true. It's, it is like I think working with. With, with coming coming up in the industry like li liking different things there's obviously there's like 101 stuff like Volkswagen's ads from the 60s 70s that is like everyone like turns over that you got oh that's really cool or Benetton adverts and everyone's like oh that's really cool mm. but you 
you there'll be things that are in your life whether it be cultural or creative that you're like oh i really like that and some people are like oh that's shit uh, like he's uh, like he's saying like five years later that's the in thing like it's right. it's all relative it's like if you like something stick with it fuck what anyone thinks because uh, it's it's literally like one one day people are saying oh i don't like this the other the next day is a fad so uh, it's uh, just have to be strong in what you think because people will try to sway you either way but that's what that's what essentially we're paid for as creators we're, we're paid to come to put forth our view like mm. it's, you don't like it cool do you know what i mean but it's that's what we're paid to do and you know and you know this is a brilliant segue into the promo we did for the black history month the itv black history month now obviously this was the first time that any channel had kind of like decided to put this kind of material out there not even not even just out there out there prime time um and um pretty much had so much blackness in it now um, <laughs> yeah. more, yeah. that's gonna be more. We'll, we'll have to write it in more we had yeah. to, no, obviously, obviously. <laughs> to be fair, I, I remember working at mtv base and they always used to do stuff mm. and channel 4 have touched on it and bbc have touched on it but it's the mm. first time itv like did it in the way that we've done it mm. do you know what mm. i mean for sure mm. yeah and i want to i want to know yeah. what it took for this to happen because i came in quite i came in when the brief it was already brief when you guys already come up with the whole idea the scripted take me to the very first hour when both of you <laughs> got the brief or rather when we're told i to got it. well i got an email i think i got an email before and was on board about it happening i think it was, a, it was only a small it was only gonna be a small clip based thing at the time Mm. And then I think it grew to be a bit bigger, so Ant had to come on board as well, mm. um, so we could so we could work it because it was going to be it was it never had a budget originally, I don't think. Mm. So then Ant came on board, and then it had a budget, and then we, that's how it went from there. Um, oh, wow. It also it, it came about obviously what happened during the summer. Um, yeah, George Floyd isn't it? Sort of Black Lives Matter thing, and that, that's mm. what happened. I think all channels and not just channels and companies started to uh, show their support towards it yeah 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 so um it was a part of that really um, okay so so that triggered that triggered that and then you you like you said you got the email and then the then, brief came in yeah yeah, yeah. then the brief came in i can't really remember much about the brief the brief <laughs> when, we, when we were in the briefing i remember okay so to give you a bit of background so hmm. Um, black Black um, Lives Matter became more prominent, obviously, like Ailey saying during the summer and during the lockdown. Yeah, and yeah. like with George. With I, say, I was going to say, so I should have said as well. So to jump in, I should have said you, you worked on another thing. Uh, yeah, you can yeah. talk, is that what you're going to talk about? You were yeah, working on something else as well. Exactly. Well, yeah. So, so I'll let you carry on. So it's, it's... <laughs> so basically, uh, with, with what happened with the George Floyd case, and obviously seeing that horrific, like video like i remember mm. i couldn't i didn't watch it for um like the first two weeks and then when i needed to die man that was yeah yeah like it was like fuck you know this is like mm. sorry i'm not I, i'm swearing a lot are no, we are we got, actually no no do your thing man do your thing Be exp- yeah okay. it's you yeah like to, like to see it was like it like made my blood boil and it just didn't it just felt like really surreal to actually watch that on film mm. and obviously 
the past cases that had been happening in the US with Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor, like with yeah. that kind of all bad. And obviously the whole world starting to pay attention and because we were all essentially with COVID, like this is the weirdest year fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Like to have, mm-hmm. like to be honest with you, I don't know if we'd be where we would be if it wasn't without COVID. Because, because the mm-hmm. world was shut down, everybody had no choice but to take in those visuals. Yeah. So what that what happened with that is that loads of brands and corporations and broadcasters woke up and wanted to show support. So mm. I had worked on a campaign called Black Voices, which um, was about giving over um, airtime to black people's experiences, uh, stories, uh, even traumas, mm. and basically doing like a promo campaign for that. So obviously that was, with, with that is quite harsh in in what people are saying some of the things are really enlightening and and um looking forward but some of them were quite um real you know yeah. like it, like people's racial experiences and stuff mm-hmm. so off the back of that obviously i know they wanted to be um they wanted black history month to be a lot more celebratory so when i came on board and when we were in the briefing like from what i remember of it it was that they wanted it to feel upbeat, they wanted it to feel um, fun, they wanted mm. it to feel um, empowering, they wanted mm. it to feel all of the things that that we don't necessarily always see black people um, in, whether it be on, on air in terms of television programs or whether it be advertising, we yeah. just wanted to show something that, that would raise the bar. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where when me and AD had early conversations, we were just like, let's just make this something that is obviously something that we can be proud of, but something that moves the needle a bit. Like, yeah. it's, it's this isn't about like just wallpaper. We're not trying to, we're not trying to make another thing that's just part of the wallpaper. We wanted to make something that was like, you know, that, that, that was cool that you would see that people would be like, oh, that that's different. That's cool. Yeah. Um, how we got there? I'll, I'll let AD get talk a little yeah. bit. Also, we wanted to. Oh, also, also, we wanted to make something. One was it. We did also didn't want to make it something about feeling other people feeling guilty about yeah. stuff. We wanted to make it, as I said, celebratory. Another side to black people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you know, what I mean, it's not all. It's not all. I don't know what how to say, but yeah, basically, we just want, didn't want to make people feel guilty. We just want to make it as a big celebration thing as well. Because it's a Black History Month is a celebratory thing, mm, mm, so that's mm. why we sort of that's where that was where our thought was thought process was starting at. That yeah. make it make it bright, colourful, and celebrating. Yeah, exactly. And it's all mm. about the positive things of being black. A hundred percent. Like when when we, the thing the funny thing is, I remember when I when me and Aidy would speak early on, and we and we were just speaking about like black culture and the things that like we were talking about our experience like for instance mm. we talk about our experience when we were kids going with our parents to the market like mm-hmm. going to Markets, the yeah. market and the food and the colors and the the different vegetables and the different um, meats and the different this and the that and, and it's just the the culture and the vibe of it mm. like mm. that was i remember one of the big things early on and we wanted to make sure that that came across because mm that's not something that you necessarily always see it's mm-hmm. like you ha- in our own time in our own culture going to the market when you were younger is normal but i don't mm. think that's something that we necessarily see on television mm, mm, mm. 
yeah. which is very interesting. Oh, sorry, go on, AD. So obviously, all of us. So, no, no, I was going to say that it's obviously we all, as kids, we all have that same experience of being dragged around the market, mm. buying all these foods, which mm. um, your mates don't probably don't eat. You'd be like, yeah. it's just a bit random and all yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. As I said, I grew up in Luton, so we had to, back then, we had to then drive into London to go to the markets in London, either uh, mm. Shepherd's Bush or uh, Ridley Street Market to get all this stuff because you couldn't get it in Luton. So. Okay, well, so I'm, I'm going to read some lines very shortly and I'll ask you guys why you came up with those lines. But before that, just to paint a picture so the audience can see how this works. Right. So you guys had, who, who, who gave you guys the brief initially? Who was this? Who are the people? You don't, you don't need to say the names, like the roles. Uh, I just did this at our marketing department. <laughs> okay, so the marketing department calls you guys in. So you have. And to be honest, our marketing department are not quite. They're not quite up on the black culture, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> so, so it's kind of like they had, you... they had one marketeer that I think she, because because she was black, I think she she must she helped with the brief mm. in terms of it. When when me and AD read it, mm. there being some some things that we can pinpoint and go, yeah, that is true, or yeah, yeah I understand that completely. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was yeah. like that. That is one thing that I would say that was helpful because, mm. like Amy's saying, it, it's hard for it's hard for somebody white to tell you how to celebrate your culture. Right. So right. it helps when there's people that can have that kind of conversation again it's inclusive mm-hmm. but it's it, it's it's always helpful that you're uh, an expert in it mm-hmm. so that's good to have someone like her on the on their team so at least there's a there's an easy relationship so it wasn't like they give you a brief and you're like what, what are these guys talking about and then you couldn't communicate so so that kind of helped right from the be- very beginning yeah yeah it was yeah? it was when I say it helped, I think it was because it, it helped in, in the sense that what we've read, because what, what happens is, mm. okay, to give you an overview, we obviously we're working in a digital world. So it's it's all like Zoom meetings, but we yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. It, so obviously they brief you, they show you the, the brief and they run through it and they explain what the, the, um, the proposition is and all that mm. kind of stuff. Mm. So when they're doing that, you're taking it in mm. when the when the briefing is finished and obviously they whether you've got any questions you ask them if you don't uh-huh. then you the thing that you take away will be the actual brief itself uh-huh. so then you keep on ref, 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 referring back to the brief because that's yeah. all you've got you're not going to go back to them and ask them random questions you may do but more so you'll just have the brief and that's where you get everything you need yeah. so with that because there was truisms in it uh-huh. AD and I could were able to refer to it sure. you know what i mean it's like i'm not saying everything on that was was relevant to what we did but there was there was helpful things in there that we mm. could just got we relate to that or oh, cool i understand like if they mentioned not in hill carnival mm-hmm. okay cool vibrancy of not in hill carnival the colors the the, the music the mm. interaction the mm. the people the joy i mean it's like little things like that Right. Okay. So, so, so now it gets more interesting. So you guys got the brief. You start putting it together. Now you realize, okay, let's write a script. Now it's all. It's about the music. It's about the food. 
how did that line come about? Because mm-hmm. this whole story, it's about all the way to the end, to the point where you said it's about the culture. How did that? How did that come about? What was what was the birthing process like, and why did you guys stick to that? Well, obviously, ITV is people who watch ITV, and the majority of them are not black or have come mm. from a black background and all that, mm. and so their knowledge of black culture is probably just about food and music. Mm. So he wanted to say, actually, it's not just about food and music. It's mm. about this, that, the next, mm. and such mm. and such and such and such. So we started off with food and music, the obvious things, and then we wanted to, keep, as the promo go on, delve into more and more and more stuff that you wouldn't necessarily know about, or it's not the things that you would talk about uh, when you talk about black culture. So yeah. it's about there was just like a a device what you used, so we can get so we can get as much of the black culture in as possible. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's just like Amy said. I, f- I think it's. Um, I always forget this term when you put. You have to put the medicine in the. Um, oh, what is it called? Basically, you have to put the sweet, the sweet stuff, and the sweet stuff is like Amy said. The music, like we, sometimes there's common denominators that people know, and the music mm. and the food is one of them. Mm-hmm. Everything that like built on top of that was like AD said to just show there's just so much more to our culture. Our yeah. culture is is uh, is, in, is is fun. It's colourful. It's vibrant. It's intelligent. It's got real heritage, and it's something that we don't like. I said we don't necessarily see on on air. And mm. I think that the script is just a great way of kind of like build upon building upon that thought and taking you on a journey somewhat. Mm-hmm. And that's very powerful, man, because I'm looking at the whole script now. I mean, it went through different evolution and then all of a sudden it went, it got to where it was. Um, and you have all these elements of music, the, the range of music. And it's something that you guys did that was very clever. You didn't signpost each genre in the music itself which i was having a chat with a fellow creative and she was asking oh why 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 didn't they you know use all the why didn't they kind of like hero the genres when the the genres have been mentioned like reggae calypso soca gospel and i said no they didn't want to i don't want to be a mouthpiece but it'd be good to hear what you guys thought about that section as, as well. Cause again, you said you're trying to bring people in. So people could argue like, Hey, you know, people need to hear what this thing sound like, but why didn't you guys specifically hear all those things audio wise? We, we, well, in the, in the, in the music track, we just wanted ele- very uh, fine elements in it. We didn't want it to be, cause at the end of the day, we've spoken about this black music is, is pretty much shaped music in the Western culture, whether mm. it is from reggae to um, uh, calypso to rap to drum and bass to uh, spa. to um, mm. even techno to even house. Done. So <laughs> the yeah. promo would have been just been made up of that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, would have been just, yeah. it would have been just a music a black music promo. So we had to we had to touch on it quite quickly and come back out. Um, mm. um, there isn't another culture that really has that range of music, just mm. the music alone, let alone all the other stuff. You know what I mean? Maybe mm. another mm. culture that has. I mean, we, 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 how many did we listen in the end? Eight? Mm. That's not mm. even all of them. No, I'm saying we, we didn't. If we, like you said, if we had touched on it the way that factually 
we could have, it would have been the whole promo. But that's that's that was part of the point of it. It was to give you a sense of because because the, the thing is the the really smart thing about it is if you speak if you speak of Calypso or if you speak of reggae if you speak, speak of grime that's completely different generations. Mm-hmm. Like do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like when di- when different people are hearing that they're intaking that and they can pinpoint. Ah, oh, I remember when I heard my first reggae song when I was out here, or mm-hmm. I remember when I listened to my first grime song, or I remember this jazz artist when I was growing up. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. So it's like, it's the hook. It mm-hmm. gets you in, but there's mm-hmm. more. Unfortunately, sometimes people's ignorance may stop them opening their hearts or their minds. Mm-hmm. So therefore, sometimes you have to give get them in, and mm-hmm. then that 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 common denominator mm. allows them to go oh do you know what that, that i do like that yeah oh yeah and and it's like mm. even touching on people that um that we put in there in terms mm. of like someone like mary sequel i remember mm. early on ad was like oh yeah mary sequel and i was like yeah you're right do you mm. know what i mean mm. it's, there's people who are that we learn about in history and not mm. i'm not saying we forget about them but like yeah for sure we should shout about those people yeah. you know and she was in the stars yeah. you may not yeah. section yeah that's what it, yeah that's what we wanted to put a look because there's there's obvious people you know just footballers the uh, actors and all that but we and the musicians but we wanted to show the people like uh uh damon the dobbs who you mm-hmm. who was a judge you guys mm-hmm. who most people know was the first black judge um we put mary seacole in there mm-hmm. You put uh, Arthur Walton in there, the first black professional footballer. Yeah. Just people we who wouldn't know, wouldn't know at all. And, yeah. and so it was just gave, it, it, as we said, it was it was going from things what obvious things what everybody knew about food, the music, and then mm. it starts to delve into bits, what pieces, what we didn't people didn't know, poets, mm. artists, mm. scientists, stuff mm. like that. So that was the whole sort of journey we wanted to take people on. Yeah, mm, mm, mm. And yeah, and, and it's really powerful. And there was, there was, there was, there was, Sorry, it was a list as well that we had. The original list we had it was so long. It was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We were literally just adding, adding <laughs> loads of people. Like, there was, like I'm looking at part of the list Doing, that we were thinking about. Johnson B. Harry, soldier who received a, a Victoria Cross. Mm. I think the cherry on top of this mm. uh, project for me is that. What we did is we didn't just celebrate Black History Month for uh, in a contemporary way. We yeah. also nodded to the past and mm. the past of Black mm. British um, talent across all the fields mm. in this promo. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? It's, it's, whether it be medical, whether it be poet, whether it be literature, whether it be arts, whether it be science, it touches on people from a huge range. So it's mm. not one thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like people can. It's almost like Easter eggs because yeah. there's most because there's, there's some people that yeah. even AD told me about that I didn't know about. Do you know mm. what I mean? So it's mm. like it's it was a real learning experience, and I think that's most probably why it's gone down so well because people are learning. Yeah. I, I wanted to put something like Dan Linda Dobbs in because because we're talking about how hard it is to get into the media industry or whatever, but mm. she was the first black female judge, which is yeah. like. More or less impossible, isn't it? You know, yeah. Like it's usually white males, and she was like a female and black woman who got into there, and that's like nine impossible. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to champion like her. 
This, I think, I think it was a very powerful project, and also what you guys have said about how you came about the lights. It's about the, and then why you decided to choose these people. Now there was a lot of people you wanted to bring in, but there's just not enough time to get all these people in, just because of time. There's just not enough. No. Um, but it's it's, it's interesting, yeah. man. It's really interesting. It's really interesting. You want to say something, Eddie? No, I was gonna say it's because of time, and also because of your how you. <laughs> The, how you wanted the piece to look because you didn't want it too crammed with people ah. I wouldn't say you can't fit all in no, no but that's the thing though like like so so that there's two well. ways to, no, no, but, but that's the reality isn't it like there are two ways to look at it there's also the sense of you know they're, they're, for example people would see the piece as is and then it's almost the case of how much can they interpret what they're seeing from, from a visual standpoint without it being yeah. Do you know what I mean? So <clears throat> there is a part of yeah. you creating art and then there's a part of you're trying to communicate through the art as well. Like all those old paintings that you have Leonardo and the rest of them create, <clears throat> it's, it's just well orchestrated, but there's meanings to it as well. So it's that, it's that fine balance. But at the same time, it's almost like if people ask, did you did we miss the trick? Could they have been more in there? You know, I think that's a... That's, you know what? Um, I think, mm. like, I, I was looking at the piece the other day and I was thinking, mm. um, like, because obviously there's always going to be, at the end of the day, with a piece like this, you're always going to have, um, like, regrets <laughs> about the people that you couldn't put in. Mm. But mm. I think the other part of it, uh, for me, is what, I suppose, where me and AD come into this is that, as creatives, we're used to delivering a certain duration. So the, those durations are normally 60, 30, 20. You might oh, have yeah. some 10 there, you might have 40 in there sometimes, but 60, 30, 20. Mm-hmm. In a 60, if you overpack it, mm. people will turn off. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you won't be able to intake, because it's like the names that we have there, I mm. believe that if people were, were were to go away and Google them, I think they then come across other people because mm. there's a natural curiosity there. Yeah. I think if you then like pack it with lots and believe me, I wanted to pack it with more stuff, mm. but actually when you think about it, there is only so much you can put in there because otherwise mm. it's just like what Aggie was saying. It's like, we could have made this trail just about music alone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, That's definitely. With, mm. with names of people and, and and stuff like that but i think it's about it's about touching on people's curiosity and hopefully they go away mm. and do their or go to the library or whatever that is yeah yeah and that's and and what you said is very very key because going back from the design point of view you, you if, if you overwhelm people i mean you can overwhelm people to the point where it becomes like wow okay that was great let me let me i need to see more right or you can overwhelm people to the point where you put them off and then they're like what the hell was that right like how mm. is what were these guys thinking and it's just really bad it's like really bad uh visual communication but when you overwhelm people to the point where it's like okay this is not that it's 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 intense it's clever but it's something about i just want to see more like the color is inviting the composition is inviting i, I need to know more i need to get it and it's just that little subtle artistry that um that i was hoping we could bring to it and i think we did so it's it's a yeah. yeah it's a very dense piece like there's a lot going on and, and there's so many layers to it and it's almost like how do you communicate something without packing too much in it one of the things that i, I what i can remember mm. was that 
Um, so when we when we were going through the pitching stage, mm-hmm. we were speaking to the people about the black dandy style, mm. and like that that bit was was AD kind of like took he like we he had a reference, and then I remember speaking and we were like, oh yeah, remember that Guinness ad that they all had that kind yeah. of like really kind of style, mm-hmm. and then obviously um, it being Black History Month. With with like I'm African and obviously eighties um, Caribbean, mm. so but the but with, with the diaspora of colours, mm. there's a, quite a colourful palette. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like it really lent itself in terms of like because I remember early on, like like I said earlier, we wanted to make sure that it was vibrant and it was about joy. It was about uplifting. It was because we've been through a period of time where obviously it was all quite fucking dep- not depressing depressing is not the right word but it was just mm. very real it was very, it was very um hard to just like um real time deal with everything while you yeah. know just pretend everything's all right and we're yeah. in covid so mm. we just wanted to make sure that this was different but mm. i remember too speaking early on about the black dandy style and and the colors and then obviously the influence of the kentes and the stuff mm. like that and the textiles mm. so it's like it, it kind of lent itself and we the the big part i remember i was talking about was the um uh the collage style yeah the style section yeah because we because we, we we knew we could we could i remember having conversations about we could either ramp it up or mm-hmm. ramp it down mm. because of the collage style mm. so mm. yeah that's one thing i remember about talking about really early on yeah yeah so so that brings me to my next question what what do you think it what 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 inspired style because when i came on board there was the reference that you guys showed me which um was all collage so that's pretty much what triggered it isn't it like you guys so it wasn't like you saw the video and then you're like well you wanted that it was you looked at all these elements coming together and you thought what's the best way to bring everything because if it's starting from clip base to this that journey is quite interesting and then they deviated to it being shot Mm, and mm. then we were told there's not enough time for a shoot, mm. and and because of COVID, it's, it's just practically it's impractical. Mm. So then it was a graphic style, and then we were we, we and Ant were talking about well, what's the best way of getting showing because obviously the whole thing is about uh, it's about the it's it's a range of stuff. Black black culture is not two things; it's more yeah. than that. So, mm-hmm. so what's the best way of showing? Uh, something that uh, has breadth and it's a collage yeah. or something so that's where it's sort of built from there really yeah yeah you know what I mean because you, you can get across loads of images loads of different information all at the same time yeah mm, yeah, so, yeah so that's what we built up from there really. yeah like pre, pre early on like after I was speaking about the collage mm. me and Ape were like super aware that it would need a lot of imagery mm. like for it to so when you were talking about like making sure it not feels too busy, mm. I remember I remember speaking and, and we were kind of like to give you some background. Like Ad referred to earlier on, he said that we had a list of names. Mm-hmm. We did the same thing with visuals. So like um, the stuff, the foods that we spoke about in the market, whether it be uh, bread, fruit, plantain, mm. uh, okra, um, like, like all of that stuff. It was. Mm. Like, and all of the things that we spoke because like we spoke about like speakers like so we literally had a um a sheet where we would just write down loads mm. of different things that we thought were part of the black culture mm. and mm. Um, it was 
it was a mammoth task obviously writing all of these but it kind of was kind of interesting because it took you back as well you know Mm -hmm. like it i remember talking to adi about stuff and i was like fuck i don't even remember like brings back memories going down to the market do you know what i mean like you say like having to be dragged around but then like having that sweet smell at dinner time do you know what i mean and make make so um I mean, yeah. if, if this was shot, it would have been really beautiful as well, because I'm just imagining all the shots, especially when you come talk about food and being dragged like a little child being taken through the market and then seeing mm-hmm. all this beautiful um, food and crops and everything. So um, I guess one thing leads to the other. Like if it couldn't be shot, then why not just make it a graphic imagery? And then and that, that, that brings us to the design. Why the hell did you guys choose me for this job, man? I mean, why? <laughs> What's that? You didn't sleep for four weeks. You didn't sleep for four weeks, did you? Yeah, yeah, I didn't sleep much, man. I I nearly died, bro. I remember you put like obviously hats off to you, man. You put in the work. Like to to be honest with you, I think well, um, and was obviously part of that too because um yeah angela angela little yeah yeah amazing woman and yeah sorry angela little she put she put you on um our radar Mm. and we had a look uh we liked what we saw Mm. Uh, like after speaking to you like it was it became clear that you obviously knew what you were doing and you Mm. realized because what happens in in any industry but particularly the creative industry is Mm. normally when have a project that has a tight turnaround one of two things happens you either have more time or you have more money mm-hmm. and when happens either if you don't have one of those things you kind of have to it has to be a passion it has to turn into a passion project mm-hmm. so obviously in all the tests that we worked on this like late hours weekends mm-hmm. etc to make it work but um, in terms of choosing your por- portfolio, cho- chose you for us, to be honest. Mm, like, I, I don't know your perspective, AD, but... Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I think your, your work stood out, so it was definitely it was, a, it was a no-brainer, really, to get you on board. Yeah, and I think, um, I think one thing that... Yeah. I mean, thanks, guys. I think one thing that even inspired me to 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 get deeper in the project was you guys because obviously uh, i've never been on a project where they were all black faces like and i think and you echoed this at some point and honestly man I, I was so 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 the first meeting i had um with you guys i saw first of all angela obviously she's black she said oh well, you know i want to i want you to meet the creatives ants and eight i like okay i didn't know what to think i just had the names i like that's fine First person I saw was Ant's face, right? Black man. I, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Next thing I heard, 80, right? I did see 80, 80, you were, I don't know, you did show up. I, I think the first meeting, yeah, first meeting, my video was. Yeah, so all I saw was, yeah, that's the thing. So I saw your profile picture, like, this is a black man, okay. Next thing I saw, Chuana, who was supporting Ant, black woman. I'm like, all right, what's going on here? You know? And then as a, project evolved i just saw the whole thing come together and then also when i read the script and how you guys wrote it everything and i saw the reference video and i saw every other ideas you guys had i said wow this is um this is not the usual project because a it's got all these people from similar background and also you've got 
these lines like the lines are so powerful like the music the food the stars you know the celebration I think at that point we didn't have literature in there and everything but everything just stood out and the culture you know and we had a part where unfortunately we couldn't portrayed visually um and 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 all those parts just stood out to me and i remember looking at it and when i heard the turnaround time it was like wow how are we going to do this um (laughs) (laughs) automatically became a passion project honestly at that stage when when i heard every when i all the pieces came together just looked at like this has to be one of those projects where one has to really put in that extra time and, and energy into to make it work um yeah so I think for, for me, I can honestly say, um, like I've worked on on numerous projects, mm. like some big, some small, but I think it's rare in our careers that we'll work on important projects or mm. firsts. Like this is obviously this is the first time ITV are um, celebrating Black History Month in the way that they're celebrating it. Like Black History Month is something that being honest with you growing up is like you know it's a month and you know you might go to one or two events or you might watch yeah. a few programs but this was a chance to like create our version of art you know mm-hmm. like to mm-hmm. make something um people because because at the end of the day you want people you want black people to be proud and you want other races to learn you want mm. other races to appreciate the work and you know take it for what it is mm. so was being on this project with you guys generally was was a joy just because like i said it's it's very rare you get to work on important work mm-hmm. now let's talk about the music because the music is something that you know it is a special part of this whole piece why did you guys go with crazy and what was the whole process like bearing in mind let the viewers know i mean let the listeners know you guys work remotely so there was no fly into where crazy was crazy didn't show up come to england you know and it was a tight turnaround how the hell did you guys pull that off well to be fair that was ant's idea to to uh, collaborate with somebody music wise mm. um which was a good idea because find, some, find something what would fit it commercially or library would have been i don't think it would have been possible mm. yeah so and somehow wrangle some money somehow in the budget <laughs> so we can get a producing board. I need to get but, Angie on this podcast, man. That woman did some stuff, man. She's gangster, monster, man. Um, she, she uh, so so we then so we then um, so we through a company got a few producers. One of them glanced into grime. I'm I'm more of a nineties hip hop man, so Grime's not really my thing. But Anderson's mm-hmm. Grime, he was one of them. So Grime producers he knows, and another one was Quasi, Crazy, 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 yeah, okay, Crazy, yeah. Uh, so they did some um, uh, they did some few tracks um, to, to have a listen to, to see where we briefed them. They did a few tracks, mm-hmm. and then um, we which one we liked best, um, and Crazy was the one. But mm. the only thing was that he lived, he was in out in LA, mm. obviously, and we were over here, so we had to wait till about half four, five o'clock to chat to him, mm. and then we would finish. He would then do it, and then we would wake up in the morning and have a, uh, some work. Mm. That was a godsend in the end. The fact that we had we could wake up to it 
mm. was like it was actually like the other part of it was really refreshing just because like you might have had a long day or night before because obviously as we all know the project was like um there was a lot to do but mm. when me and eight kind of like wake up and then like have a meeting at 10 and we've already got the track mm. and it's like decent like do you know what i mean and, and he crazy was like um i actually played i remember playing crazy to my son and my son was like oh yeah like he he likes um he, he likes uh crazy music mm-hmm. and i think um like Eddie was saying like we had uh, different people involved but there was something that i think crazy most probably kind of just it clicked um because early, early doors we didn't obviously have the animation he was mostly working to the script itself yeah so uh, yeah. obviously you know recording to the of the script and he's working to that and he's taking the directions that me and Eddie are giving him and yeah. it's um he just he's just kind of getting and he's fast and he's like it's, it being in la he's got other stuff he's doing as well but he's kind of like knocking it out mm-hmm. and there's little tweaks that we're making stuff but he's um i think i think at the end of the day when it comes to collaboration there's got to be a lot of openness like in terms of like people willing to take feedback and willing and us also willing to receive it as well just yeah. like uh if we get a go you might go do you know what guys that makes sense but hmm. you have to take this or that into account hmm. and um i think it's removing the ego so mm. with this project, with the speed of this project, because we all removed our ego, it made it a lot easier. I think mm. if there were more egos involved, then it would have been hard. Um, so mm. that was... To be fair to... No, go on. Sorry, I was going to say, to be fair to Crazy, I mean, he's working, he's working with some pretty big acts, and he's got yeah. us to tell him how to <laughs> tweak the thing, and he, 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 was, and he was fine with it. He was cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know what I mean? That's some of the people he was working with, he was like... Me and you going, yeah. Well, maybe can you do this? Can you do that? Mm. Yeah, this, this bit's not working, but this bit's working. Like, you could just quite easily said, you know what, exactly. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Of, I mean, because he's worked with first, Beyonce before, yeah. right? If I've yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so when we were first, he was like, um, we were told, oh yeah, you know, he's worked Beyonce and stuff like that. And me and Eddie were thinking, oh shit. But <laughs> when we talked to him, like a really cool guy, and it's not that I expected him to not be a cool guy, but he was. He was really receptive to, oh, we don't think this works at 21 mm. seconds. Can you slightly change that? Or we don't mm. feel, we want the beat to feel more seamless. Can it can it flow better rather than it feels sectioned off? And mm. like in the end, where we've got to, like he knocked it out of the park. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it doesn't mm. feel like it, it might feel like the music changes, but it doesn't feel so sectioned where mm. it's robotic. It feels really fluid. And like I yeah. said, he was just, it was it was really good to work with. It was, I think, like I said, him working in, him being in LA really helped because mm. we would, like I said, give him, like Eddie said, give him feedback at four or five in the day and wake up to the new track. So obviously, as you're animating, you'll be able to, you're getting new versions too. So yeah, it kind of helped in the end, you know. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest, I felt a good sync with all of you because. And and one thing you guys were saying as as you were you speaking was that you get the openness and you guys were very open from the beginning because that's one thing I really liked about this project was you guys were not shut down 
from anybody's input. Like if, if I came with something, you guys were receptive and you guys took it on board and I think it made the project better. And I can also imagine how the synergy must have been between you guys and Crazy as well. Because I remember the parts we needed to tweak and he but, had, yeah, go on. You want to say something, AD? That's why I always try and work anyway. It's like a collaboration. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Um, you're, you're, so you're a graphic designer. So you're an expert in your field. There's no point mm. me telling you mm. I'm not a graphic designer. So you, I, mm. I'm gonna. I want you to tell me this is my idea, but I want you to add mm. another layer on it. And if I go mm. into a sound engineer, I want him or her to add another layer on it. And mm. if I go to an editor, I want them to add another. And that's how it is. I'm not. Mm. I'm not steadfast to say this is. It's got to be like this. Um, if I, if, I if, you, if you add something and I, I don't think it's cool, just put it in. I'm mm, not, I'm mm. not that precious. I'm not more. Well, come from me. So then I'm not having it. You got to respect that you, as for instance, your designer, mm. you're, you you know more about designing and how things work and than mm. I do. Mm. So you, you've got to lean into that expertise. That's what mm. I do. And mm. same quality because he's. A producer, so he knows more about music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I barely can mm-hmm. play the recorder when I was at school. Man, AD saying it's like it would. It's bonkers us going. Ah, Ogo, can you uh, do that twenty five sec, twenty five frames earlier? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we're not designers, we're not mm-hmm. producers, music producers. Like, the thing, I think, the other thing, if if there, if you're, if there are younger creatives listening Uh. it's do not be afraid of collaboration Uh. do not be afraid that you will lose control because Uh. the thing about collaboration is it should be done by yourself it can't it's better when you see things from another perspective and like AD saying be open just Uh. like remove the ego go on Uh. AD but it's not any less of the work. It's not any less that you've somebody else has put their input in it. Because mm. a lot of people want to feel that this is totally theirs. Mm. I don't think it needs yeah. to feel like it's totally. It's, mm. it's about everything. If you, if you look at a film, it's, the director's not. It's not just made by one person. It's made by a load of people, and mm. then that's yeah. what it's got to be, isn't it? It's got this load of people putting their all in their inputs to this to make this this piece, and that, that's what it is with making commercials, making um, promos, making whatever mm, it's, it's mm. about a collaboration of people the people the best people all working together to get this one piece to get this one goal yeah so no definitely man I think I think it's a magic of ownership as well it's like what 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 part do you own do you understand like crazy crazy can look at this and says you know what that, that's that's my music do you know what I mean like that's that's you know that's music yeah. that's the world I've created music like look at it the design you guys look at it like the vision and all that and it's it's almost like when when you look at it from those point of view it makes everyone feel a bit more at ease but it takes a certain level of confidence and maturity from all angles for everybody because like you said <clears throat> Quasi's work with Beyonce and and he's you know he's prolific and then you guys show up and he's like, ah, oh, because of what could be on, so I'm not going to listen to you guys. Do you know what I mean? You start to wonder no. who are you in service for to start with, like your no, ego 100%. or the vision, you know? I, I, I would say, if if I'm honest, it mm. starts with me and AD. It starts mm. with me and AD in terms of everybody who's coming on board to collaborate with us. Mm. If we approach them with the right spirit, then... Mm. And, 
they like just like how you came and you're and you say you know what it was a really open process mm. you were open to me suggesting things mm. so it starts with me lady being like that not mm. just with you but well, also think, with each other i was in the first meeting when we met you said like we're open for any of your any of your suggestions just say what you think mm. would work and whatever i think i seem to mm. remember yeah. saying, Hmm. Not, not that we just want to tell you. Right, this is the, this is the reference video. We want it like that, and that's the hmm. end of it. Hmm. We want you to yeah. put your input into it as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think for me that was really key because once you guys said that, and I just kind of sensed that you guys were really honest about that as well. Because it's one thing for people to say, "Oh, you know, we're open." But when you start to spitball ideas or talk and then they're like, ooh, no, 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 no. This is this is our baby. We came <laughs> up the, you know what I mean? Like, and it's easy to sense that when you experienced. So when you guys, when I felt you guys were genuinely open, I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be great because we can take this to any level with this kind of attitude. And then obviously you had crazy from the other end. Now, now one thing before we go into that, before we wrap up this whole conversation, we, we we need to talk about the illustrations that we used across the video because um, that's something yeah. a few, the feedback one of the feedback I got was why did you guys use illustrations not why in the sense that oh it just didn't work it like it worked um, that that I, w- I don't know I, I won't call it a happy accident but one thing I'm, if you guys are Gov Gage I've tried not to speak too much about the whole process I wanted you guys to shed light on it what do you guys think about the illustrations? Do you think it was a great idea? I think it was a really good idea. In when you when you have, like I said, when you have a project that you may not have as much time as um, you would like to be able to get clearances, etc. There's you have to find creative ways of getting around things sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So visually, graphically, in terms of how it was executed, in terms of the different styles of drawings, it feels contemporary. It feels true to. Uh, that art so if we're talking about fashion if we're talking about high fashion uh, and black people have had a, again a big hand in high fashion too just like they have a big hand in streetwear so the 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 sketches and the artwork should portray that yeah. but in terms of like a, a look and feel mm. it feels like it it fit especially when you think about style and you think about the Kenti and again yeah. being big on when we originally started the process when Adi and I were talking about the Black Dandy style and also kind of like you know Kenti and the diaspora colours yeah. again that will feed into the illustrations and the colours and the vibrancy of it it, yeah. it pops it doesn't it's not just um, any kinds of drawings there's mm. different styles of drawings but they're, they're intentional yeah yeah and, and well, I, I think, think that's yeah, sorry go on Eddie yeah so I think issue actually puts in a better place actually mm-hmm. yeah the drawings and I, think it, I think more images of more photographic images I think it might have got a bit samey by putting the um, artwork in there actually yeah. just put, put another layer onto it and that was like a, as you said a happy accident because of the clearance issues yeah, yeah, and I said necessity is the mother of all, 
model, mother of all inventions. Because the the truth the truth of the matter, looking at the whole piece and how it came together, the the fact that we chose Rebecca to do the high fashion and Simeon to do the streetwear, and and that, that was more like their natural habitat, you know, and how it fed in. If you look at it even from a narrative point of view, because obviously before you before you have the model in front of the camera, you will have the designs, and the designs will be sketched on paper, right? And it's almost like where everything is back to the basics. Like we're not just talking about the now, we're talking about the process. How, how did we get there? The fabrics, we're not just putting fabrics on people, but look at the fabrics in this rare form and look at the art in its infancy, in this idea stage before it goes on a model. You know, so it's, 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 it's got those little subtle nuances that was quite intriguing. And again, it's almost after the fact though, you look at it. Especially, um, someone sent me a comment the other day about Afro, the way we used Afro cr- across the whole piece, how the girl, and I think Ansu echoed this at some point when we spoke on the phone a while back, you said the little girl with the hair transitioning into the sketch of the woman with the book at the end of the piece, you know, and they both had Afro. And it was quite interesting. And I, I did, you know, when I was putting it together, I didn't even, it didn't click until that moment. You know, I, I, yeah, but you I, have these things on the subconscious. Yeah, you know subconscious. I, mean? yeah. I was, was going to say about you mentioned Rebecca. Mm. Rebecca, Rebecca turned those images around pretty quickly, man. I couldn't believe how quickly she turned those oh, images man. She around. Worked, the, she worked all through the night. Really? She worked all through the night. Yeah, she worked all through the it's, night. It's, it's, you, you, when there's, I think there's like there's some things that kind of come together, and and again like ad said earlier about mm. luck mm. you can kind of um they're lucky mis- they're, they're lucky things that happen mm. but i think the other thing about um being a creative um and a director as well like you we have an opportunity to um to represent ourselves in the light that we want mm. so for instance we get to there's a little girl or a little boy who watched that promo who mm. feels see, who mm. feels like they can see themselves. And I, I always say um, representation is key. Mm. Sometimes, some sometimes you can't if you don't see it, you don't feel you can be it. Like it, that's not always the case. But yeah. I think with this, we were given the opportunity to to put ourselves in the best light. We were able to control that. It wasn't. Uh, some other person who was picking the imagery, or mm. wasn't some other person picking the drawings. Mm. It was it was all us being able to say we want to use that image, we want to use this style, mm. we want to make these colors pop, we want mm. to use these um, these fruit and veg, we want to use our food in this way. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about the project because it's it's black excellence at every point. Yeah. It's not black. At- just on the creative spec black excellence in terms of the visuals like mm. people can be proud of because I, like i said representation is just so key like you don't we don't we don't always see these imagery that we mm. put in our promo in such yeah. a positive light yeah. so again like i said we'll see it and hopefully younger people will see it and older people will see it because again like with the past you have the windrush generation mm-hmm. that's essentially our parents do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like it's. Um, I think that part is one of the things that I'm most probably most proud about because yeah. we're seeding something that I think the, will bear fruit 
in years to come. And obviously you end with the future, the book closes and you've got the woman holding it, the, the Nubian queen, the, the, the motherland. <laughs> and then you've got the beautiful flag in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, man. Look, honestly, man, it's I'm 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 like again, like I keep saying, this is one of those projects that I was honored to be a part of, and you know, you guys gave me some room to bring ideas to it, and at the same time, it was quite a very. I think it was one of those things where at a point we felt, could we make it, and then it came out. It's a it's a beautiful story that could be made into a movie at some point in our lives, and. um I'm just hoping it inspires people now nah, because it's, there's a lot of stories we can't tell on the podcast, but it is. Uh... <laughs> it's going to be that. Do you know what? Like what, what I can say and what I will say yeah. is that not everything is always going to go the way you want it to. 100%. Like, yeah. Nothing, nothing. To be fair, to be true to all projects, there's not going to be a project that's not going to have hiccups mm. or have um forks in the road or whatever mm. and most of the time it is better for the work some is, of is, the, the things that you're faced with can be super um can be kind of annoying or frustrating but if you're if you're true to the work you'll find a way to figure it out and work mm. around it that's true the most important thing in that is the team we had a yeah. solid fucking like mm. me me and Amy would be in meetings and if there was something we didn't agree with we would say or we would talk about how to get around it mm. but we always found an answer and mm. i think one of the one of the things that like i haven't said it, i haven't said this to you Amy, but obviously um i really enjoyed working with you because we would divide and conquer when we needed to like there were like, when there were points where there were like script changes or something and there was a recording mm. like you know I would be like, okay cool you AD was like you do this i'll do that mm. or okay you write i would be like i'll write this or you do this or mm. do you know what i mean we would divide and conquer and i think that is that that's where it starts because it's just like a family right the the parents lead the the way and mm. someone like a mm. uh, I have to take Angela Little. I have Angela, to take Angela's house. a legend, man. She's a legend. Yeah, absolutely. Like she worked evenings, weekends. Mm. Mm. Like she, she really pulled out the stops. So all of the things that we're talking about, whether it be the artist, mm. yourself, uh, mm. voiceover artist, all of that stuff, she pulled that all in together. Mm. So it was a real team effort. It can't be done without, you know, everybody mm. being on board because, like we all know, we worked evening, weekends. Like if we didn't sacrifice some of those the work wouldn't be as good as it is yeah but we definitely. did work is i think now if somebody makes something like this hmm. they can use ours as a reference whereas yeah. before there wasn't yeah 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 and i think i think i think you're very um, correct I, I, I was add... no sorry so I, was on, add to that. I, yeah, yeah. I think on all projects especially bigger projects you just got to be kind of creative yeah that Hmm. things are going to be thrown at you and you've just got to have, you know what I mean it, it, as Ant said it will probably end up being making the piece better but hmm. you've just got to be creative agile and not stuck into being like this is the this is how it's got to be you've just hmm. got to be creative agile we could have just said like we just want images of hmm. for fashion and then we've just been stuck but we've yeah. decided to, we're going to draw stuff in draw, yeah. uh, have artists to draw stuff and 
it, it's added another layer to it, mm-hmm. which which wasn't originally going to be there. And uh, as I said, it was good working with each other, uh, split, uh, divided and conquering, and then bouncing off each other ideas and bringing to bring certain bits to it, which one not, uh, one of us didn't know and the other one did, and vice mm-hmm. versa. It's mm-hmm. good working as a team. Yeah. Quite a lot of the time when you work on ITV is a great you work on your own on mm. uh, projects as well so good and and this was the first time you guys worked together isn't it yeah yeah that's amazing like, that's amazing me, uh, yeah. the funniest part is AD's a Tottenham fan and I'm an Arsenal fan <laughs> so we're, we're always ripping each other if we play each other or if one of our teams is badly but yeah. this is the first time me and I have like worked together on a project and this, if anything, like it, it's again, one, it's a passion project, mm. but two, it the timings were tight. Oh, so, it's ridiculous like, to that, yeah. We had to get, we had to get aligned quickly. Mm. Do you know what mm. I mean? And it wasn't even a conversation where it was like, um, we've got to figure this. It was just, it just naturally, because again, like I said, when you take ego out, it becomes easier because I've worked in a pair before or more. And it's been very difficult, yeah. Because yeah. egos have got in the way before, and yeah. therefore the works not necessarily suffered for it, but the process has. Because you in, you know, when people say trust the process, it sounds like bullshit. You actually mm. do have to, because yeah. like I, when I would be like, "Our oh, AD, I've got a meeting at um, eleven to twelve. Could you go to that meeting and I and uh, fill me in?" Or AD would have a meeting and I would have to fill in for him. Mm-hmm. And without that, like I said, that that trust and that taking the ego out, we wouldn't have got there. So same thing mm-hmm. with you, because you mm-hmm. put in, like, like Ad said earlier, <laughs> like we had to take because mate, I, I think there was days when you didn't sleep. I'm pretty sure of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just be like working, yeah, working, working, and obviously, again, I know it was a passion project for you, but I hope that. You know, AD and I didn't make it harder for you at points, yeah. but because we were all on the same um, side, and we just wanted to make the best work possible. Do you know mm. what I mean? So, mm. um, yeah, it was a good process, man. I can't now, lie; it was, it was, it was, it was. I'm proud of it. Now, I mean, to be honest, you know, just, just, to, just to say that. In addition to what you said about, you know, the, the efforts I put in, I think for me, why it was easier to do that, because in case people don't understand how it works. So basically the creatives have the idea and then, you know, you bring in all sorts of people. So for my end was design director, lead animator. It was more or less, how do we make sure it's visually represented as accurately as possible and as impactful as possible, you know, and then, you know, obviously you bring in other ideas into it. There is, if, if, if as, as from a design perspective, if you believe in the vision and the people that have it are willing to to bring you on, on board as a partner, it becomes an easier process, and then you can give in a lot more because you're mm. c- contracted to work certain hours, but you can go above and beyond and find a budget will make room for it if if there's much. But the fact is, everything is emotionally driven. For you to sit down and come up with ideas willingly, and for you to push yourself and to look for technical ways around things or to say you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go <laughs> three days non-stop <laughs> on this stuff it's um at a point you know you have to be motivated to do that 
And I think you guys created that environment from the beginning, you know. So I was in, if I was working with a bunch of dickheads, it might have been a different story. But you guys are cool, man. Like, <laughs> honestly, man, you guys are cool. And, and again, yeah. it's, a, it's a project that we want our kids to see and say, wow, you know, our dad's worked on this. And not only that, like year in, year out, people can play and then, you know, people can use it as an educational tool as well. Mm-hmm. So, so all those things motivate, and obviously we had Angela, man. She was like the mother. She just, like, she was just like, yeah, you bring an obstacle, that woman smashes it into pieces, and you know, and she was she was stressed, but she just kept going, and, kept going, and and I have to take off my hat to Tuana as well. Yeah, Tuana did a Tuana Cordell, really yeah, job, like you know, like yeah, for sure, for sure. yeah, she, she was, was like she, a, she was a ninja, man. That one, yeah, man. It's, it's. I think it. I think it's testament. If I could, if there's anything I can take from this mm. project, working on it, and, and what I want in my next project mm. or next big project, would be the the process of being able, of of collaborating and and just being on the same side. Because obviously, like like Ad said earlier, like you have to be creatively agile because things oh, yeah. change. Yeah, like, you can leave. Like when we were back in the office or even at home, you can log off and your idea is one way. Mm. You log back on, the whole shit's changed. Mm. You've got feedback mm. that your ears, mm. like you're like, what the hell? And you've got to figure it out. And it's a jigsaw that you then have got to figure out. Yeah. But if you've got the right team, you'll get past it. You'll figure 100%. it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it, man. Like you just have to know that it needs to be successful and yeah it's you know we all agree and that's the thing we all agree there were limitations we all saw the limitations there wasn't anything like oh it's not there we acknowledged it and we're like you know what let this can't stop us let's let's make it work and let's make it work well yeah all right cool yeah Yeah. all right now here's what's gonna happen because i know i know we're we're almost almost aggressively heading towards midnight i want to take you guys through a few series of questions right these are the, this is the fun part. We've done all the hard work. We've lifted weights. We're good. Uh, we've axed all the serious stuff. Now this is where it gets exciting. Um, are we ready for this? This is this is this is gonna test your yeah, brains, no, no. man. It's gonna test your brains. All right. So, who's gonna go first? You only have ten seconds to answer each question. Uh, yeah, go on then. I'll all go right, hey, go for it. Go on. All right, cool. So, Eddie, what's your favorite word? Uh, can I? I can't. Probably can't say it. It begins with C, ends with T. Ooh, <laughs> and there's two dots in the middle. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go on to Ant's then. Ant, over to you. <laughs> What's my favorite word? Yeah, man. Uh, uh, shit. You just said it, um, right? <laughs> no, 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 Shit, my favorite word. Um. Uh, damn, that's a hard one, man. Yeah, I told um, you that. My son's name, I guess. Ah, uh, that's sweet, man. That's sweet. That's sweet. He's gonna hear this and give you a big hug, man. It's like ah, oh, daddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> brownie. All right, cool, cool. I'll jump. I'll, I'll let. I'll let you guys go off on that one. Let's go to the next one. Um, Ad, what was the last music you listened to? Uh, it would have been. This morning, I think I put on my favorite album of all time, Tribe uh, Tribe Called Quest. Nice, nice. Okay, that's dope. I like, I like, I like Tribe. What about you, Ant? Mm-hmm. Um, what was the last one I listened to? Um, 
Uh, well, I suppose the, it's, there's two things. Mm. The, the, there's a new album by a rapper called Benny the Butcher. Okay. Funny name. And um, the Star Wars theme song. Star Wars theme song. Yeah. Do you know the funny? Do you know the funny thing? Honestly, the funny, honest to God, right? I just watched The Mandalorian, the whole season of season one yesterday. And obviously Ludwig was the composer. And then I started watching Star Wars Phantom Menace at sometime today. And obviously John Williams' uh, score was on it. And, and I went on YouTube just to listen to the whole thing. So that's that's weird, man. That's I, weird. I will tell you a funny thing. My, my, the reason why I do this is because of Star Wars. I remember yeah. ironically being a kid at Christmas, like being like six or seven, yeah. and watching uh, Star Wars on ITV. Funny enough, um, yeah, and being what the fuck is this? Star Wars like, is brilliant, it just, man. It, it baffled me that someone could think of this in their head and create it. Like it, it blew my mind, and that's why ever since then that, that I've been chasing that feeling of wanting mm. to be able to create something you know what i mean so yeah mm-hmm. that's amazing man i mean 80 was there anything that inspired you to get like movie wise or music that inspired you to get in the way ant has described uh well obviously uh, being my star wars indiana jones was into all of them but yeah. mtv funny enough was what made me get into this sort of thing right. When MTV was actually good and actually showed music, proper music videos, <laughs> I know, right? I used to watch. I used to, watch, <laughs> yeah, not show like Geordie Shaw, whatever they show now. When they actually show music videos, I used to watch it constantly, yeah. looking at all because you know when when they used to have decent budgets for music videos and they oh, used to be man. like a, a little mini film in themselves, and they, that was that's what got me into this sort of thing, really. Yeah, that's what's inspired me. It was super that's... creative. Well, MTV was like. That's when it was. Yeah, some sort of nineties, nineties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Times. These videos are just unreal. I mean, this was the days of David Fincher, right? Like when it was making Madonna videos. Yeah, man. Like proper films, epic. Yeah, but you got yeah bands like even Radiohead or mm. uh, Massive Attack. Their music videos different. Just quite, oh yeah, no, no, no. Proper fucking. I hear. Thing. I hear that meatloaf as well. Proper pieces of work, and then yeah. But all of them had proper music videos. I mean, they, they they spent serious money on it, a lot more than they spend now, because obviously they don't have an image to the show on YouTube do those, so they don't spend as much money. But back then, the music video were quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also it was a bit it was a yeah. bit like the wild. Was a, I remember then MTV was a bit like the Wild West. It was literally like by young people for young people. They were the coolest channel on the planet, though, didn't they? They used to have things like um like uh, Keith Harris. Herring's doing doing uh, Keith Herring stuff for their uh, 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 what do you call it for their eye dents and mm. stuff. Keith Herring doing uh, take on the MTV uh, logo and stuff like that. And these have other just just go on TV raps. Oh just, man, just, yeah, like, with Drake lived by and used to record off onto VHS all the time. And used All to the, care. Yeah, exactly. Used to care about Dre yeah. and the AMAs, like the, uh, the award ceremonies, yeah. like used to care about them because they were like events. Yeah, like, yeah. Things, things, things have changed. Things have changed. Well, anyway, we'll see. Um, all right. So next question, eighty now. Who is that one person you admire or respect that you like to have coffee or brick bread with, and and why? This it could be anyone. It could be. It, it, it has to be so living though. We're not, not talking dead. about. 
Yeah, well, so when I was, so you, you were talking about the 90s and MTV and hip-hop, I used to be a massive, and it's also links into trainers as mm. well, Michael Jordan fan. Oh, okay, okay. Now, I've watched The Last Dance. Mm. I've watched The Last Dance. I don't know if I could, I could probably sit around Michael Jordan though, because he's a bit too... <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit too much, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a bit too much. I don't know, if, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably be a bit too much. <laughs> Yeah, and he also likes golf as well. So yeah, man. You can see <laughs> um, why he likes golf, though. You can see why he likes golf, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he likes gambling, yeah, too. Yeah, man. <laughs> he likes gambling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, because he, he, takes, he takes all the money off of all of them. Yeah, though. yeah. Um, who would I probably Q-tip? Q-tip? From uh, the tri- from tri- yeah, crap goal question. Yeah. yeah. Highly creative. Really cool. Just, just really cool children. Yeah. But he's not those big perfectionists as well, but still. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Okay, I hear that, man. What about you, Ant? Um, uh, ah, it's a hard one, man. Yeah. I've got two, but nah. like, do I have to do one? Uh, let's, let's, let's try two, man. Let's try two. Um, one would be Spike Lee. Mm. Um, like I, I, like I said, I, I direct as well, mm. but I think why Spike Lee is because during the 80s particularly the 80s and the early 90s he made fil- black films that um, like real like as a as an English person it gave me a real look into what life was like for black people mm. particularly in in America at that mm. time and I think he gave a perspective of films like Crooklyn and stuff like that that you hadn't seen before i'd never seen that before mm. it's like um do the right thing he just made like iconic films mm. so yes like lee i'd love to like pick his brain and the other person would be hands oh yeah like yeah. i'm i'm really big into like music scores mm. like i like i find them really calming like i listen to it in my own yeah. time like if i'm cooking or something or even going to mm. the gym so i'll be just curious to like I don't know. Just pick his his brain about how he's composed, because I know he's done a lot of collaboration. Like he's got people that obviously he works yeah. with that he comes up with the music. But I'd be really curious to just pick his brain, like how he got into this and how he how because he, because how he hears sound mm. to how it comes out. I'm curious to know is that like a hundred percent of your vision? Is that twenty percent? Is that do you mm. know what I mean? Just I'm just curious because he, he's ha- he's made some phenomenal soundtracks. Yeah, so yeah, those. Uh, two. It's interesting. I think you should um, <clears throat> this uh, masterclass uh, the 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 website. He has a he has a yeah, session yeah, on. Man, it. I saw it. Yeah, he has this whole he has his own class. Yeah. So it, it's worth checking out and having an insight into his mind as well. He he did bear a bit of it on that. Um, okay, so we've got three more questions, and that'll be it. Next question, I'll that'll be you, Ants. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Fly. Fly easy. Like that, like that. What about... Yeah, man. Like, I think it's... Like, just... I think just watching films like Superman, if I'm kind of honest with you, (laughs) like, it gave you a feeling of wanting to be able to travel the, the earth at ridiculous speed. Without paying money for, for, for flights or anything. Just straight up, man. What about you, AD? 
Power to heal people. Power to heal people. Ah, peacemaker, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you know, you know, yeah. you know what they say about like healers, like on, in the comics, they they drain themselves as well during the process. So they always like they heal and they pass out, yeah. like. Ugh. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so that's a very selfless power to have, man. That that's, says a lot about you, AD. Says a lot. So, uh, so, so, having said that, AD, if a movie were to be made about you, like you, your career, what do you think the title would be? Uh, for fuck's sake, you know what. I can attest that is actually actually a good title. Actually. I love it, love it, love it. And then I can imagine what the poster would look like, man. Eighty <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the road with a yeah. backpack, with a backpack, man. I like, like just shoulders sort of slouched down, <laughs> looking up into the sky for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be it. That'd be it. All right. And who 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 would play you? Who do you, who would you like to play you? Um, I don't know. No. Robert De Niro. I would, I would make it. Would be some. It would be some sort of um, abstract thing. So it'd be somebody who looks nothing like me. Right. Like a like a very chubby person. We make it. Yeah. A shot chubby person. Yeah, like a woman. A woman. Oh, yeah, that'd, that'd be interesting, man. A, a woman with a man's voice. You know, could be, yeah. could be a dark comedy, man, like Atlanta or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. What about you, Ant? Um, I'm gonna go fifty centish from nothing to something. From nothing to something. Who would be uh, who would be the guy that would play you? I mean, you're six five, right? So you got to be so tall, man. Fifty cent. Fifty <laughs> cent. Um, uh, who would I get to play me? Who would I get? Who do I think is a great actor? Jesus Christ, my mind's gone. Well, gone that's blank. A, that's a great actor who plays you. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I'd play me. Fuck it. Yeah, you play you, man. You're like 50... Like, l- oh. Listen, like 50 cent. <laughs> Just like 50 cent. <laughs> Just like 50 cent, bro. The man me. made a film about no, himself and he played I, himself. I, I, <laughs> if if I could get someone to play me, I, I'd say it would be uh, Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier. Oh, wow. They had to de-age that man big time, man. Young the the aging, the aging, yeah, man. Yeah. The, the whole budget of the film would go on that does the aging city project. Ah, that prosthetic. What's the school safety film when they Oh, the uh, the Irishman. Oh, but that film was so long. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Long for me, man. Yeah, it's one. It's one. Of, As I said, I'm an MTV. I'm an MTV generation, so films were three hours long. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, so I can't yeah. Do you know the funny thing? I love Scorsese, but I just can't do it. There's some films that are three hours that I can do. Like, um, I don't know if you guys have seen Once Upon a Time in uh, America. Before. Yeah. Once yeah. Upon a Time. Like, that's that's a really long film. Casino's a really long film, mm. but, like, The Irishman just does not have to be that long. It doesn't. 
Like, I haven't, I haven't seen it. An man. hour or half. Ah, uh, like. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Director and they're all phenomenal actors, but it is a long watch. I can imagine. All right, let me let me uh, do the last question, and then you guys are out. Final question, uh, Ant. I'll start with you. What will you want the world to remember you for when that um, the final hour, the final hour? I'd want to be remembered for what I gave back, uh, the service that I did to um, the like. Obviously, you can talk about the world and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if I'm honest, the creative industry. I'd want to be remembered for the, the, the change that I made or helped make. Okay, remembered for the change that you made. What about you, AD? Um, scoring the winning goal so that Tottenham wins the Champions League. Ooh. This is in my other life. This man is, this man is true to that team, man. That team. <laughs> Have you got shares in there in Tottenham? From what position, AD? From what position? <laughs> position. <laughs> I'll be playing left back but I'll still come in and score the winning goal <laughs> all right, all right. to win the Champions League yeah, it's my as long as it's not getting started <laughs> uh, you get I'm not, I'm not gonna get into this with you guys man. well listen guys mm-hmm. honestly thanks for this time it's been a pleasure man and um, I'm hoping I'm hoping you guys had fun as well as I did just chatting about what we've done and uh, yeah it's it cool man yeah nah man it's a, it, was a, it was an honour to work with you chaps yeah, likewise man likewise 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 well, yeah definitely good to work with you good to meet you Ogo as well man oh uh, thanks man alright man alright I'm, I'm off the bed ladies <laughs> <All right, man. laughs> thanks Andy man thanks <laughs> it's been a pleasure man nice work guys. Right, nice right, work right. have a good one guys I hope you enjoyed that episode it's a long one and I hope you know it kept you guys uh, entertained and also informed as well um, it was it was just great working with these guys two really talented creative men and also we had a great team you know we kept talking about our senior producer on a project Angela Little you know amazing woman Angie if you're listening I need you need to be on my podcast soon right um, it's it's great to work with people who have the same who are on the same wavelength as you creatively so um, it was just great working with these guys I just can't say it enough all right, so in the tradition of the old podcast, I have a quote. All right, so the quote I have is this. Um, I don't know who wrote this, but this sounds really intriguing. It says, competition makes us faster. Collaboration makes us better. Collaboration with the right team is its just so essential. You save time. Um, things are just much easier to execute. And the quality output is just so high. Um, And I encourage everyone, always put your ego in check. Like, it can be so detrimental to your progress in life, to your status, to everything, right? And wherever you are in life, it's always good to reflect on things. And and if you want to move forward or whatever, just always have that time. Just a few minutes of the day to reflect on things. Just clear your head. If you've got kids, send them to bed on time and sit down and reflect. If you don't, just take time to reflect. Like, why are you where you are in life? Is that where you want to be? Just reflect the thinking. And most times, you just need to surround yourself with positive people and positive energy and just run away from negativity. Um, well, that's my that's my sermon done for the day. So, again, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Check the show notes to have a look at a wonderful promo we did. Feel free to drop me comments, your thoughts. Also, drop um, AD comments, drop Ant's comments. They'll definitely appreciate it. In the words of the late Miles Monroe, die empty.
Guys, thanks again for your time. Look out for the next episode dropping soon. This is the old.